0: Know me. In our twenties, people expect us to have things figured out. Us too. A well-paying job, getting closer to marriage, making new friends, and exploring the world. Lots of definitive moments happen in your twenties.
1: But what if we move to the other side of the world? And what if we put our
0: dreams first? I'm Mai, I'm Belle, and in this podcast, we share our thoughts about
1: things that have defined our early 20s. Important moments in life and how we create our path to our late 20s.
0: Welcome to the M22 Podcast. Twenty two fam, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while, right Val? Last week, Berkeley was on break and Valencia was definitely on the biggest vacation and holiday of the year called the FIAS. There was fireworks, there was tons and tons of people. So what did you do last week? Girl, it was
1: loud. That's how I can describe like the, the holiday, you know, so loud. And I literally took like the week to recharge, like I didn't go out that much. Because I felt like on my winter break, I had no resting at all, like doing a Euro trip. It's like half recommended and half not, you know, like if you're not rested by that time, don't do it. So I feel like I hadn't rest like in months or maybe in a year, you know, (laughs) it sounds really crazy. So I I took a while to slow down. So good. And also like seeing some friends, but in a more calm way, like not partying hard and whatever. I, people are like, do you regret it because it's Fias? And I was like, well, honestly, my body, I want to go, but my body is against it. So I need to listen to it. What about you? You went traveling. Yeah, I went traveling. I honestly did
0: not feel FOMO at all because everyone was just posting on their stories about how crazy Fias is. And if you guys don't know what it is, you should definitely like look up some images of things that they do here during that week. But I went traveling to Germany and I went to uh, Denmark and it was really nice because. It was so peaceful and so quiet, and I met up with some friends in Denmark from Berkeley, and I went to Berlin and Frankfurt. I've never been to any of those cities, and I've always been curious about it, so I went there with a stranger, almost a stranger that I met in Prague, and we stayed at her cousin's place, and he was also a stranger. But you know what? I'm just living life and I'm trying to take in this year as much as possible, including all like the coincidences that happen and the people that I meet along the way in my travels. So that's what I did last week. And then I came back. I enjoyed the last of fires. I saw one of the burning and I'm like, OK, this is enough because after that, my ear went
1: deaf. I was like, how do people do this for a whole week? They don't wear ear protection. I'm like impressed about that. Like I was wearing it because I, I did sell like the fireworks. I went to the rooftop of my building yeah. uh, and I was like, this is so nice, but it's so loud. Yeah. So even with the ear protection, I was like, oh, my God. And well, some people like literally work producing music and, and it's risky. So yeah. they, they did advise us to like use your protection. but it's not common. They go every year to this and you know, like how much frequency, I'm going to sound like a sound engineering. I'm sorry, but how much frequency you lost in a week, dudes? Like- but I also
0: feel like it's much bigger this year because of, you know, post pandemic and people are really wanting to celebrate and embrace this holiday. And it is a good occasion for people to take time off and just be in party mood 24 7. It's massive. (laughs) Like everyone I've been talking to has been like oh I haven't slept in days like I come back home 5
1: 6 a.m and it's normal which is you know people are just living their life and it's it's good maybe I'm a grandma now you know <laughs> definitely next year I won't miss it like I, I have that goal well we'll never know where I'm gonna be but if I'm here I'm definitely gonna go out and, and and live it I guess this year was just like about recharging for me and listening to my body I'm really glad you're doing you you're traveling although I must say I'm gonna I'm gonna rebuild this my text me like one day and she was like I miss Valencia and I miss you And I was like dude I miss you too and and I did miss recording the podcast like we were talking about discipline like every time but we also talk about discipline like in our out of the podcast I did feel like I had to record that week and i was like oh i'm not that and i miss it it's just part of our routine wedding, and i really really like that it's so nice yeah. we love you guys and you know every time we're here
0: it feels like when we first started it was more like fun it was like okay this is for us to tell our stories but over time it's like i feel like there should be a purpose and a mission to why we're doing this and that's why we're starting to bring in guests and like a lot of really exciting things planned for you and more content that we want to build that's not just ourselves that's something that we also want to build content that's helpful for you. So if there's anything that, you know, you'd be like, oh, I want to know about what Maya and Val, you know, have to say about this or just anything. We will literally like, you know, read your comments. We will just listen to you guys. So definitely like, send us
1: messages, email us. I love reading the messages on the Instagram. It's just so, so nice. And, and especially when you guys share like part of our shorts that we post in the Instagram, it's really nice. And it's inspiring for us too. So I feel like this has turned into something Kind of therapeutic and like, you know, reflecting also on ourselves and, and moving forward through that is just a really nice channel for us. Um, you know, my, I, today, I always like on Wednesday, wake up really overwhelmed. It's the mid of the week and well, least we came back from the break and we had lots of things booked that I hadn't, I was not conscious like last week about. So it's really hard to, like, get into a routine when you have not a, like, a specific or, like, a really schedule that it's, how do you say, like, constant, you know? It's always changing. And yesterday, I was just, like, trying to reorganize my week, considering, like, all the projects and the activities I have. And I was like, I feel like I am not doing enough. And I was, and, and, yeah, you, I'm just, I know what you're thinking, like, shut up, because like, today I had a session and, and the woman asked me, like, how much activities do you doing in a day? And I was like, please don't ask me how much. Like, I I, I don't want to count them because if I count them, I'm going to get stressed. But at the same time, it's normal. Sometimes you have this feeling of, I'm not doing enough, even though you're really working hard and doing a lot of things, but it still feels sometimes that it's not enough. Have you felt that way?
0: I definitely like felt that way for the longest time until, you know what, like this semester when I came back and I don't know, something just struck in me after talking to everyone and after realizing how, Little time we have left here at Berkeley and of this experience, and if we are taking on so many things, I won't be able to really enjoy the people that we have here, which is for not a lot of time and they're just really incredible people so recently I've been able to like just tone down on quantity and really improve on the quality of what I do and the relationships and all the connections I'm making but I definitely feel you like value you, you are doing like way more than enough you're like more than you know sometimes you should be because You know, just try to enjoy life and stuff. But it's also easier said than done. Like, you know, when we're young, we want to be always doing things. And we feel like if we're not like the first person at the door, we're going to miss out on the opportunity. We're not going to make any progress. I had that. But now I'm just like, honestly, just take things slowly. I'm trying to live life the Spain way (laughs) a little bit. And I feel like it's doing me
1: a lot of good things for my health and my mental health. And yeah, just social life. That's really good. I feel like um, I do know that I'm doing lots of things, you know, it's just a feeling that by the end of the day, I usually make like this long list of tasks I must do like during the day. And when it's not everything marked like as done, I just like yesterday sat down and I was like, okay, this anxiety of feeling like of not doing enough usually takes off my appetite. If it's just like stress, you know, you feel a burnout and you feel unbalanced. But that's usually when i go and write about what i'm feeling to understand myself like why am i feeling this way because yesterday i couldn't just understand like why am i feeling this way if i'm i know i'm working i know i go to classes i know i had jobs you know it was just like i had to work from consciousness on myself because if i don't understand what the feeling is coming from how can i work on myself more so that's usually when i go to journaling or to some writing and you recognize yourself through your writing but at the same time i feel like I postpone some things, for example, it's so easy for me, uh, I, it, this is wrong, don't do this, but it's so easy for me to like, I go to counseling like sometimes, not, not every week, and it's so easy for me like, you know, oh, I have such a busy week, can we reschedule for next week? And I'm like, why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. It, if like counseling is something that it's for you, it's yeah. for your growth, it's for your health, why is that the thing I pick to, to reschedule instead of like other stuff? So I was just like, this is like unconsciously, but this is wrong. So I, I got to start to understand like where this feeling uh, came from. And I was like, okay, I'm hustling, definitely. But how am I going to slow down? So how do you usually slow down like when you're feeling that you are, because you are too busy too? I know you're taking it in the Spanish way. I am too, but yeah. I, I still don't accept the idea that I'm mm. living the Spanish way. You know, that's yeah. why I feel this way. Just
0: to piggyback off of like, you know, therapy and counseling and stuff. I've been going to therapy and some of the biggest topics we talk about is just what to do with your schedule, you know? Yeah. And she asked me, like, try to, I guess, like, just note down or, like, remember the feeling when you don't put things on your calendar or when you're, like, taking things off of your calendar. Like, how does that feel? And I was like, what do you mean, by what it makes me feel? I think like calendars are just a tool. But when I actually did the exercise, it just felt insane because I was so used to, you know, during the pandemic and everything after that, most of the stuff was online, right? Yeah. So I'm so used to like putting everything down there and even planning like when I'm, you know, going to eat, where I'm going to socialize, when I'm going to like watch Netflix, any of that to the T. So that now it's been like really hard for me to not put everything and anything down there and just put the core stuff. But after doing that exercise and realizing that, oh, it's really just me like trying to complicate things. It's me trying to make sure that I'm doing everything in my head. And the fact that having these reminders is going to actually help me, it doesn't really help me because I still see it and I ignore it. Like I ignore (laughs) that I need to eat. I ignore that I need to whatever. So it doesn't really help anyway. So I stopped putting things down there because I know I'm just going to ignore it. And I started like consciously paying attention to how my body feels when I'm hungry or when I need to stretch, when I want to move, when I want to just go on dates with myself. Like Wednesdays, Unlike you, Wednesdays, are the best days for me because I have no class. Yeah. So I'm just chilling right now. But, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays are just really packed. And so just looking at my schedule in its entirety and not just as one day, but see how, okay, this week I have this much stuff to do. And Wednesday is when I should and I definitely have to take like my mental health and my unplugged days. So I try to do that, just slow down and not always hustling because it's like a wave, you know, you're riding this wave, and it can't always be like the wave going up. You need to ride that wave, ride your emotions. And that's how I try to slow down is by taking things like a step back and looking at my week in its entirety, looking at the bigger picture of like a month, like the big events that I have. And then also just try to read. I've been really into reading these days. And it's been really helpful to read before bed. I used to just be scrolling on my phone. Oh, that's so. Bad. And and that's so so bad because I'm like three four and I'm still like oh I need to see another one. I, <laughs> but now I'm just like okay I want to read through this chapter and yeah and so that's how I've been trying to slow down and relax before bed. Girl, I'm
1: gonna I think I'm gonna put out all my red flags. Like God, you know I had the worst of it. I, this is the worst habit I consider I have. You know when I'm going through a crisis like this anxiety or like something emotional or like and I choose not to deal with it I choose not to deal with it by do, by getting busy you know mm-hmm. and and I remember cuz in the pandemic it, that was the way like I got used to deal with stuff you know like oh there's nothing I can do I'm just going to work like and and I literally like gave no time to myself it's uh, just like doing music but that was my only way to give time to myself and I realized because a friend like I was telling a friend like how I was feeling last year and he was like, okay, but then what are you going to do to get distracted? I was like, well, I'm going to work on my project. And he was like, well, literally every time you go through something most, I mean, you can talk about it because you're talking about it and you can talk about like if you have a, a, a crisis with a person, but you always go back to work. Why don't you read? Why don't you like, because watching Netflix for me, is just, I get distracted and I start, my mind is just speeding up. So I need to find things that like slow down my, my mind. And distraction, like using work as a distraction is the most unhealthiest habit I have because it's led me towards nowhere, like no solution, no no way. And, I, and I'm sure like some people relate to this because it's so easy, like for us to say like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm busy. I have lots of things to do. I need to mark all my tasks, you know? And as you were saying, it's like a wave, but well, I'm building my tsunami, you know, <laughs> like it's going to explode at some point. And I, I just need, I was telling like this woman I'm having a uh, coaching with today was my last session. I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm full of stuff in my mind, but I'm not putting it out anywhere. Mm-hmm. So if I don't write it, if I don't tell it to someone, if I don't do something visual, I'm going to explode because I'm full of these things. And that's why usually on Wednesdays, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm drained. Because I am not emptying my mind and it's just, it's just talking to me, you know. And, and this is like something I, I believe it's so easy to go through when you're unconscious. That's why I was telling you like working from consciousness is so important. That's why I suggest doing journaling. Sometimes for me, it wasn't writing. I'm not doing it anymore. So at least journaling, it's, it's a good habit. So, yeah, guys, I would love if you write to me and tell me I feel that because i'm if you find a way like to change this, I'm working on it, I'm gonna share if I find a way to work this better. But I was just like, this is I'm sure this is my worst habit, and I'm really excited to to be improving on this thing, but working from consciousness is like my goal, you know, this week. so I'm gonna work on that what do you What do you feel like? This crisis means also to you like getting busy? No, I mean. For me nowadays, crisis
0: comes in different forms, more like life crisis about what to do after graduation. And so I've been trying to deal with that by just talking to as many people as possible and just figuring out different routes. But I'm not like as pressured as I was in the past, like, oh, I need to be at this location, I need to get this job, whatever. Because after this year, this year was the year that I Would consider my travel year and the year that I really just explore all the curiosities that I had. And Europe was like this big bubble. I'm like, oh, it's so cool and whatnot. And I've never experienced it, but now I'm here. I learned so much, obviously, at school and meeting people, but I also learned so much about myself when I was traveling. And I learned that I don't need a man. And I learned that I can get through the airport and cut 500 people in line (laughs) in 30 minutes to board my flight. I learned that I, I don't know, I can use my body language to make things work. And, you know, I don't know. Nowadays, my l- crisis is not not manageable anymore. Like I can manage it. If I feel like this moment is too stressful for me, or like, uh, you know, I have a panic attack or whatever. I am able to find a way to manage it through like thinking because before I would just stop everything and I would go and cry or would like start talking to people whatnot. And it's still good. But now I'm also able to just be like, okay this is not working. We are not doing this anymore. Like, you know, or take a break or whatever. So for me, I'm, I don't turn to work anymore. Like if this project doesn't work out, I don't go to another project to avoid the problem. I just I'm like, okay, we're not doing this right now. Let's go for a walk. Let's plan my next travel trip. Like my poor roommate, I, I'm always like messaging her. I'm like, Oh, where are we going next? And she's like, I don't have the money. I'm like, I don't have either. But it just excites me to plan the next trip traveling is what really excites me and it keeps me going and for me now i'm working to one make sure that i can provide for myself and my family and everything i want to do and two to travel um because i was thinking one of those nights and say like i'm 50 i'm 60 and i have so much money but i'm too tied down with a location i'm too tied down with family maybe i have kids and i have jobs i won't have time to travel so right now it's the travel time you know You do whatever you can to get your funds together and just go travel. And you don't have to stay at a fancy hotel. You don't have to eat fancy food. Just go and be in the place and try the cheap food, try the street food, try to meet the locals. And that's been my getaway is really planning the next travel, not planning the next step anymore. Like it's just where do I want to explore next, you know?
1: Yeah, that's really good. I was thinking like this is like your tool to save yourself from like having a crisis. You know, and that's that's really important. Also the reading part. So I am thinking about the importance of creating these tools for yourself to save yourself from these moments. Like it could be traveling, it could be reading, it can be like going out for a walk, but just finding ways to stop your mind. Because I think traveling, it's really good because you're just like focused on like, oh, I don't know this place. It's an, it you're exploring, you're focused on the new food, you're focused on like your friends you're traveling with. So that's something that disconnects you. From your routine, and that's really healthy. I I remember like when I went to the Euro trip, I was not thinking about Berkeley at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I was not thinking about classes. I was not thinking about my CE. I was just like enjoying every view and just like being present. And that's something that it's so helpful in any stage of your life, not only in your twenties, because you do need to disconnect. It's so easy to get into a routine. It's so easy to get drained, to have a burnout, to get unhealthy habits like skipping like some of your meals. 'Cause we do that. I'm I'm sure everyone does that. And to not having a way to slow down. Like days go so fast and years go so fast. Like honestly. And as you said, like I do believe that this decade, as we were saying on the first episode, is your time to do anything you want to do before you have to think in like more than one person, you know? Some people will think like for themselves and put themselves first. Like it's just all about priorities and how you see life. But like when you're having a family, you need to think in more for more persons, you know. So now it's like the time when you put yourself completely first. And when you explore and you decide what is the best for you and what's the life you want to create. So it's, it's just finding, I guess it's all about finding like these tools. It can be traveling. It can be whatever you feel like for me. Sometimes it's doing my makeup in the mornings because I'm just like so focused on doing the perfect eyeliner, you know. And it helps. It helps. It's just saving yourself from the crisis, I guess. Yesterday, uh, by the way, I had a coffee from the cantina. It it gave me like I was shaking, and I was like, (laughs) "I was like, what the hell?" I told you, like, I I couldn't slow down. Like my my myself just gave me so much anxiety. Caffeine is sometimes dangerous for for me, you know. And I'm just like, I need to sleep well and not depend on on that because it can be a bump. Like if you're anxious and you have like something extra, it can get worse. I was just like, I just had a cup of 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 coffee, you know. Like it's Mm. so it's so silly. But it's putting attention, I guess, to the small details and understanding where everything is coming from. On that topic of coffee, I have the same reaction when
0: I drink coffee. I don't know, I haven't eaten or something. Yeah. And I, like, I'm just like shaking, like for no reason, like a chihuahua. I have been recently like really paying attention to the fact that, okay, do I really need coffee or do I just want it for the flavor or what is it? I've been surviving for a long time without coffee and I don't know what keeps me going. And it's like the biggest mystery that I have for myself. How do you have energy when you don't really sleep much, when you're like, you're not drinking coffee? And then yesterday, I fell asleep in data class.
1: Yeah, someone told <laughs> me that to you to the screen.
0: I was in like the bird's eye view of the camera. And for a second, I just faded. And then I woke up because everybody was clapping. It wasn't even because was I... the whole thing. I did like take a nap. And I woke up and I'm just like, huh. Well, that just happened. But it's interesting because I used to just be like, okay, you need to get coffee to make it through class. And now I'm just like, you know what? I will take a nap like now. (laughs) So I took that nap and the rest was history. I have so many memes that are made from me. (laughs) But I don't know. My relationship with coffee is not like I'm addicted to it. But I do feel like it does rub me in like the wrong way sometimes when I'm not like eating enough or when I rely on it too much. So I've been recently trying to switch to tea, green tea or like, you know, those kinds of things that can still keep you going, but does not have the same kind of impact that coffee has. So if you're a tea person, I would definitely recommend that is a really good substitute or matcha or, or matcha is also really good, too. So there are different ways to stay awake. And if
1: you can't stay awake, just take a nap. That, that's my story. Just take a nap. It's not sustainable depending on the coffee. Like, you need to listen to your body. Literally, your body said, like, I'm off. You know, like, I'm off. Yeah, and and it, it's all about it. I don't like to depend on coffee. I feel like I drink it because I, when I feel I need it. You know, like, if it's an aqu- aqu- aquaritist, I'll just order, like, a mocha. Like, you know, like, yeah. something that has really, really few coffee. But it's good not to depend on anything. It's just, it's, it's going to have a cost later, you know? Yeah. And I've been sick, like, uh, because of, of having coffee without having enough food before, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I hate that. Like, honestly, it's it's so easy to be conscious about that but it's also so easy to forget when you feel like you need to depend on it so yeah like having at least one and and trying to balancing that and not like putting stepping like on your own food like you know I feel like that's that's really good. I'm also thinking like about uh, these like inner voices sometimes we have and sometimes it's like, hmm, you could do better, you know, like in in some things like, what do you feel about that? You're laughing. (laughs) I know this is supposed to be very like academic
0: and profession whatnot. But the only thing I can think of right now is my choices in men. <laughs> this is not supposed to be academic. What are you talking about? I don't know what, but like, it's, <laughs> uh, this is not, probably not the answer. Yeah. But yeah, no, my my life in Spain, the guys in Spain are very nice and very cute. But I keep making the wrong choices. And that's because I, you know, I, I look at the best part in people. And yeah, sometimes I just get blindsided. I think I could definitely do better in like the the boys department i'm lacking in the boys department and i could definitely do better
1: i wouldn't say lacking,
0: <laughs> not not lacking but it's just like i realized after all the situations that i've had i need to put myself to higher standards that i have standards and i should make sure that you know i'm paying attention to those like to all the red flags literally like there's this walking red flag like not <laughs> even a flag a red pole So (laughs) it's such a fun story, I'm just gonna say. (laughs) So we're not talking about that anymore. But besides that, I think overall, sometimes I do give myself a hard time in terms of professionally where I want to be and how I do things and how I do exams. Sometimes I feel like obviously like grade does not matter. Like people will always say that to you. And it is true that grade does not matter, but unconsciously in your mind, you're like, oh damn, if only I could get like a few more points, if only I had studied better, if only this and that. But the reality is we did study and that's just sometimes you're not a good test taker. Sometimes you get nervous when you're doing the exam or like you just don't know how to answer the question. And I used to be really hard on myself, but now I'm just like, well, how long will I I get to take these exams? The next time I take exams, it probably won't have happened. So I don't put as much stress anymore. I do try to pay attention in class as much as possible and I try to do as much revision as possible. But sometimes it just the test is the test. It's not a test of how you are as a person or how much you know, like overall, it could be like that moment, you were just really, really sick, or you're really drunk, (laughs) which has happened, or like whatever reason, it should not be the score that you get is a judgment or like is a testament to who you are and how much you know, you know.
1: Yeah, test definitely doesn't define, like, anything besides, like, if you need to, to go back to something, a certain topic, but it's, it's not more than that. I mean, I was not used to have tests anymore, like, last semester of the undergrad, it was just, like, about putting into practice. And I believe, like, I don't make this coming to myself in terms of academic stuff. But I do in terms of like, you know, I'm, I'm opening a little bit more on social media. And also I've been opening a little bit more like with people, with personal projects. So I feel like it's so easy to set up a weird parameter. I'm going to call it a weird parameter of like, what's your reference? What are you comparing to? Comparing lifestyles, it's something that is really draining. I don't usually do this, but it's so easy when you're exposed to some stuff and you're like, oh this person is doing so well and i want to get there and you and you know like our generation is used to get things so easily and so fast like just talking about amazon like we get things the next day so yeah our generation is used to get things like in the blink of an eye you know and sometimes we want that like we are not conscious of like what it takes to build up something to create a community i mean every episode i feel like we are still building our communities and it's it's a long process you know and we need to learn a little bit more about patience, like like having this parameter of comparing yourself to other people is just something we can't completely avoid, but it, we need to be conscious about it. And like, it's the parameter that it's not healthy. So you must take control over it and just like decide until what point is going to consume energy from you. But comparing yourself to an older version of you, because this this happens, like especially before the pandemic, we have like before and after the pandemic and some things are just changing so I believe it was so easy for me to create like content for people or like for other companies or like oh even for my profile and for my music because I felt like I had the time so it was so easy for myself to organize and be like I can build this up but now I'm just like I have to find a small gap and, and I still want to do it but it's like I don't feel like I'm doing that great because it's not it's not something that organically comes into my schedule, you know. Yeah. So it's, these are like the types of, of comments and in any like any activity or any industry it might might come to ourselves. You are not the person you were a year ago and you're not going to be the person like you are now a year ahead from now. So it's just like being conscious of these parameters. I can do better, but in which sense? Like, because I'm comparing to someone else, because I'm comparing to my older me, because I just like feel like I want things like in the blink of an eye. And even though I know it's not possible, but I'm desperate, you know. So what is the learning path around that? You know, I don't know if you like also relate to this and somehow... Yeah, definitely like the the comparing piece to, I don't know, it's just
0: so easy for you to compare and it's harder for you not to compare when you, you're out there in society and there are just so many people that do great things and especially with entertainment and how you should never compare like your music to other person's music, but then you can't help but compare because there are all these charts. What's the point of having all these charts? It is for comparison, right? So there is a good, a little bit of comparison, a little bit of competition. Some of that is good to really understand where you are or where society is or say, for example, music. Like what is the hit? What is the genre that's really doing well or all that stuff? So I think a little bit of comparison in terms of professionally and like, you know, socially, those kinds of stuff are good. But for yourself as a human being, it's not good. Like you should not be comparing yourself to anyone because we have our own pace. We have our own destiny and we're walking the path. Every day you're going out and you're you're deciding to go out and you're deciding to do all the things that you're doing right now. And so I feel like it's hard to to not compare, but it's also like a decision that you make and it's something that you actively have to do. You know, the moment that you realize, like, you know, this is not healthy, like this comparison being next to someone this toxic relationship is not working then you cut it like you coming from me not really trustworthy but the general rule is yes like just try to cut all those negative thoughts and replace it with people who give you joy with things that give you joy with an understanding of why you have these feelings because sometimes we just be like oh you know i i don't really like how i feel about this you know this person's way too good they're way too pretty they're way too smart and then you run away from the problem Bro, that's not how you do it. That's not how you, anyone should do it. You should just face it. You have to sit down with yourself and be like, why do I feel uncomfortable? You know, why is this person making me feel this way? And can I work on myself? If you just run away from your problems, you will never, ever figure out why this boy sucks. Why you didn't do well. Why you see someone as achieving more success than you. But well, they probably also worked pretty hard on themselves to achieve that success. So it's really like you can control this, and it's just a matter of, okay, how do you channel this uncomfortable feeling and make it a place where you can thrive and you can grow?
1: I feel like this is also about giving the power like to something else to control how you're feeling, because it's so easily sometimes like to give like the power of like your emotional like strength to like your partner, your relationship, like your family. So if you put this, you give the power of this to like another person that you're comparing to, you won't have control over it. And that's like, that's the biggest problem. Like you get to decide every day, what am I going to put energy on? Everything is like constructible. Everything is like able, you are always able to talk about things and fix things in a different way. But if you like give part of this power you have of on yourself, it's just gonna fuck things up, you know. Like <laughs> I feel like it, it's it's that way, and so you need to actually like take control of this and decide. Okay, yeah, I, I can compare. I can see what what good things are working for that person, and I can apply for myself. But I, I'm still on my own timeline. Things always come. They take time sometimes more for other people than, you know, like everyone has its own timeline. Things are always you're always going to get there somehow, you know, and it's part of also enjoying the present. I was going to talk also about this because it's so easily, at, at least for me, like when you are starting your day and I don't know, I'm like cooking, making lunch, you know. I'm thinking about everything I have to do for the rest of the day. Like what oh, I'm doing next next after this. Oh, I need I have a meeting, then I'm gonna do homework, then I'm gonna go to Berkeley, And I'm gonna and, and my mind is like, no, 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 you know, like it sounds like that. Honestly, it sounds like that. And the biggest problem with this is also like you are not on the present. So I've been doing a small exercise, like I'm gonna share this, uh you guys. It's a little silly, but it it's working. It's about the senses, you know. If I'm cooking, now I'm just like, okay, how's the smell? what am I, how am I moving, like the spoon, how does it look like, I'm just like trying to be conscious of all the descriptive things that are happening in that moment, and narrating them to myself, for me not to move into the future, because it's all about like, I'm feeling the future, but not the present, you know, and it's so easy to, to go this way, and get into a routine of living this way, of like, I'm feeling always the future, but I'm not in my present, like somehow, you know. And it's so easily, honestly, it's so easily to do this unconsciously. It happens to me like most of the week, every single week of the year, you know. And I'm always like trying to to claim this power or this control I have on what am I putting my energy on. Like things are, must have been done. You have your deadlines, you have your things to deliver. You're gonna do them sometimes or somehow, unless you decide not to, you know. But like thinking all the time of what's coming next is a concern of the future. It's not honestly like the present. Just get things done, you know, yeah. under timing. And I'm really trying to to work this out. It's mm-hmm. somehow like I'm seeing like some progress because we all, always talk about like these things of like putting yourself first, finding a balance. There's no way for me like to put a balance if I'm not living in the present, mm-hmm. you know. I feel like I agree to that like so much, especially with your
0: exercise by engaging the senses. I have something similar. For me, it's easier for me to like, unless it's a really spectacular event or whatever, it's really hard for me to remember moments sometimes. And the way I remember moments is like you said, you're engaging in all the senses that you have. Like you can try this also, but it's probably going to be a little weird. Try to think of maybe like right now, this moment, what do you hear? You know, what do you feel? what are the the surroundings? And then can you touch the the object or whatever is in front of you? And then can you taste it? You know, what, what is the taste or what is the taste that you have of this moment? And that's how I really remember things. Because it's so easy for you to like visually look at things. We look at like, I don't even know how many trillion particles every day. But it's easier for us to remember things in our bodies. When you engage in all your senses, the place that you're standing on, the things that you can touch, the smell that you smell, the taste that you have. So that's how I sometimes I try to stay in the moment. And I remember important moments that way. And it could be, oh, when I had like my birthday cake, it could be when I was having my mom's cooking, whatever. Like
1: that's how I really engage in my senses. And I remember that moment. That's really nice. I, I'm sure it's really useful. I also like think there's, that's a nice way to remember stuff. Cause also like, I feel like when I get no enough sleep, I feel like Dory. Like I forget <laughs> everything. I forget even what I had dinner last night, you know, like it's, it's all about finding a way to be present. No matter if it's just like not a social moment or not a, like academic or like professional moment, you're also like you need you need that break. Your mind needs that break. It's like being in class and not being your mind's not in class. You know, it's so easy to get there and having these tools or being conscious of on how to change it and what works for you. Maybe these options work for you, but if not, you can find another way and that would be like really, really nice. I wanna talk about also about quality of life. Cause for me, quality of life is the free time I have to create something. It can be music. It can be like a new makeup style. It can be like content. It's just this free time I want to use to create something. What about you? I feel like you're going to say traveling. That is partially true. I mean, this is a, a tough question because quality
0: means different things to different people. And right now for me, quality means, yes, traveling and gaining as much experience as possible. But I feel like down the line, you know, maybe when I'm older and when I've settled down, quality of life might just mean being happy and being surrounded by people that are important to me and making me happy. And it could also be something that's much more like normal, like, you know, how is this neighborhood for my family? How am I enjoying this community? Like, you know, for me, it's important to have an Asian community around me because that's who I vibe with and who I can celebrate customs and traditions with. So, is there a population there? Can I easily talk to my parents? You know, can I easily go out to nature, which I enjoy doing? Do I have access to all the restaurants that I want to go to? So, it might mean like very different things Mm. on different levels, but the basic idea is just to be happy and to be content. Like, wherever gives me happiness, wherever I feel like I can thrive and I can still grow and I can also help my community, that's where I think
1: quality of life is good yeah that's really good yeah I feel like I I, like focus specifically like on the part of like working hustling and like yeah because when you have this lifestyle I crave for like my free time to do something new but I totally vibe with the part of like having your community having people you vibe with obviously being happy and I feel like being plentiful is also something I consider is really important like yeah it's yeah I think that's all about it so just like before and then because i think this we're, we're like really into this <laughs> this chapter i want to know what are some non-negotiable things you have established for yourself hot topic huh non-negotiables from
0: this year i know that i just can't deal with people who don't have respect for me i guess like that could mean like in the work sense right you can obviously you don't have to understand my work and you don't have to know music and whatnot but i feel like when you're having a conversation with someone, there should be a, a certain amount of respect and a certain amount of curiosity when you're talking to anyone. And so I really have set my standards to have people in my life that respect me for who I am, for what I do, and are curious about me and want to know more. Because you can never know enough about a person. Even like I don't know enough about myself, so how would I know enough about you to just not constantly be curious about you? And that's the biggest thing with relationship nowadays is that people are so complacent and people are like oh i know everything about the person i bet you not there will be something that you don't know about them because you haven't been asking the right questions because you've been in relationships and you've been comfortable for so long that you forget that a few months ago a few years ago this is someone that i don't know you know and so that's one of my non-negotiables and then two is People who are not open minded. To talk about culture, you need to be open. And now that we're in this global environment and I've traveled quite a bit, to me, it's so natural for me to just open up and be curious about other people's cultures. And I live with a non judgmental ear. Yeah. You know, I try to just be like, oh, okay, I didn't know about that. That's interesting. Tell me more. But then there are people who, for a variety of reasons, they've not left their country or some other reasons that made them be very close about, you know, those things. And I find it really hard to talk to them because they don't want to listen or they're like, oh, my country is better than your country. Oh, this and that, this and that. I'm like, sorry, like you don't have the right. None of us has the right to judge or to say anything about the other person's culture, regardless of how much history there is, because you're not in that culture and you can't say it. So the only thing you can do is either maybe that doesn't stick with you or, you know, like it doesn't feel right, then you don't talk about it. Like that's it. You Don't go and talk and then try to, you know, get more information out of them and hoping they would say the wrong thing. So those are the two things that when it comes to people that I want to have in my life, that's non-negotiable.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with with all of them. So I'm just going to add some that might be different. I have as non-negotiable something during the week at least three times that is good for my mental health. And that might be like taking a break. That might be going out for a walk. That just like, I need to have this. I definitely need it. It's like also like having, it's like taking away music from your week. You know, like I need to, I need to constantly like feeling that I'm having a break and I'm stopping my mind. And that's like really, really nice to go through it. Also for me, it's like being in a global environment and like realizing the differences So this part that you were talking about is also something I really vibe with because it's not about comparing cultures at all. Mm -hmm. It's just about understanding and having this like openness to learn from everyone. And for me, learning is non-negotiable, you know, like I came here to learn. So having that objective as a priority and reminding it to myself, like, obviously, like building friendships and like building relationships, it's something that it's added to. But what is your main goal? Why are you here? Like, Rem- remembering always like the main reason why you're doing something and going through it every single day just as a small reminder like friend reminder what do you came here you know it's something that i i always always do so before closing this uh, episode because i feel like we've gone a little longer than usually yeah. <laughs> so i would say if you have this question i had yesterday of am i doing enough because mine's gonna slap me and say like yes pal like shut up because she did like we we had this conversation before recording the podcast so i would say set realistic expectations and boundaries and this is like for myself this is for Maya. and this is for all of you guys because yeah like for the reminder having less tasks and focus on what is necessary because sometimes we're just like writing more stuff yeah i need to do this but like is it necessary to be done today can you move it to the next day you know like analyze what is the priority then feeling a crisis because you are feeling you're not doing enough it's gonna move you as I was saying like towards not living the present so you're feeling the future so being conscious of that is helpful find a tool find something that might help you analyze where your time is going because sometimes your mind is it's somewhere you're not like physically in so what are you destinating this time for like just again it's about being present And lastly, but not least, having daily small practices that will make you resistant to having this question or this feeling of you could do better. I'm not doing enough. Like, have these tools really, really like stick to them, go back to them. And it's hard to find one, but once you find it, really stick to it. Well, it was so nice to have this conversation. So helpful. I feel like, as we were saying, like, this podcast is helpful also for us and I hope it's inspiring for you because it's inspiring for me every week to come and record it. So uh, stay tuned for the next episode and thank you so much, my This was so lovely. Thank you. And like we say, we're only in
0: our 20s, so let's see what's up next for us. Hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye.